Hi, this is Deadeye Dave welcoming you to the Real Blood Podcast Network. Each Saturday, you will hear a new episode of either Reasonably Real, which is our general movie podcast, or The Cast That Drips Blood, which is our horror-focused show. On Monday, we have Reasonably Newsworthy, which is our new show where we talk about the releases that you might be interested in on DVD Tuesday. We have a rotating cast of hosts, and we definitely aren't afraid to chat. So kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page in the show description and our letterbox profiles as well. If you are interested in supporting the show, telling your friends about us is the best way to make the show expand. If you are interested in supporting us monetarily, our podcasting host Anchor allows you to do that through their website, and every dollar is appreciated, but never expected. Thank you so much for your continued support, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the cast that drips blood. This is one of your hosts, Deadite Dave, and joining with me today across the internet is Jigsaw Jody and Maniac Mike. Starting with you, Jigsaw Jody, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good this week. How about you guys? Doing very well. How about you, Maniac Mike? Doing pretty good. Excellent. Glad to hear it. We're here. We're over the internet and having a good time, uh, ready to talk about some potential Oscar films that are going to be horror-related. So next time on Reasonably Real, we're going to be discussing, I think that by this time next week, it will be the Oscar predictions. Am I correct on that? I forgot. Yes. Okay. So yep, the nominations drop tomorrow, and that'll be the last of all the nominations for the whole season. So oh, cool. Will, everything will be in tomorrow morning. Okay, so good deal. We'll have this out before, and you'll be able to make fun of our potential predictions, uh, what will be nominated then, and uh, we'll be able to make fun of whatever 2021 films they decided to qualify as a, as a 2020 movie. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, that'll be a good time, but no. The reason we're doing this is to um, kind of discuss some some Academy worthy horror films, because there is, and tell me if I'm if I'm wrong on this. There is a difference between a great film and an Academy film sometimes. Am I wrong you're in not, that? You're not wrong. Okay. No. So I, not I, I'm not saying I'm not even doing it to diss uh, awards contention. You're just not going to see movies like Psycho, Goreman, or even Possessor you know, being an Academy film because they're such niche genre movies that, you know, masses of people probably aren't going to like. So, um, but we're talking about some Academy worthy movies, what we think they'll be kind of nominated for and uh, discussing that. I think it'll be a good time, but before we do that, we're going to start off with you, Jigsaw Jody. What have you been watching? I started the week this week with a movie called Intrigo, Death of an Author on Hulu. It's about an author reading his story to get a critique from Ben Kingsley and it is boring as sin. I gave that a 3 out of 10. Oh Um, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was so boring. Oh my gosh. I watched uh, The Forever Delayed and then dumped to Amazon Bautista movie My Spy. I loved it. I thought it was great. Such a good movie. Uh, I caught up with uh, the movie Run on Hulu uh, about, um, I cannot think of her name, I'm thinking like Ratched and American Horror Story, Sarah Paulson, there we go, Sarah Paulson's <laughs> taking care of her invalid daughter, um, and then some things are, are not what they seem, so it was, it was, that was really good. Um, then I followed that up with a movie called Burning Kentucky. 
about some like backwoods goings on and revenge tale and betrayals and it was utter nonsense. I gave that oh, a two man. out of ten. <laughs> I bought it, so it was one of those ones that I bought on the way out from Family Video. So okay, so you probably paid like a buck for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's not not gonna be. So it. you're saying to use it as a coaster instead of putting yeah. it in and wash it. And then you know, it, it got any ratty cases, you can swap out the case for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched Elsewhere. That was a pleasant surprise. That's a movie about a man whose wife died, and then her parents want to take the house from him, um, and you know are successful in doing so. Um, but then he he meets and forges a relationship with the the woman who buys the house Parker Posey is incredible in it as always I adore her um, I gave that a 7 out of 10 uh, the whole family watched Tom and Jerry together that was a fun time gave that a 6 out of 10 that's not even really a disc per se just you know it's just an average disposable kids movie um, uh, this week's Jallo and Jello night I watched short night of glass dolls um, which is in the sh uh, Jallo collection on Shudder uh, it wasn't bad. It was a good movie. I, I didn't really feel too much like it was a Jello, but uh, that being said, it was a good movie. It was Italian. It had a lot of the like Italian uh, Jello look and feel, but it really didn't like play out narrative wise like a Jello. Um, and also, it, it's funny if you read the Letterbox reviews. Pretty much, they're universal of there. There are no short nights and there are no glass dolls in the movie, so it, nobody can really know what the title. Is about so it's actually it's actually really funny because that's pretty much everybody's comment so uh i got to go see a large screen experience and i'm so glad i did of raya and the last dragon mm. that is a 10 that is so gonna be my best movie of the year for a, probably a long time yep i'll um, talk about it as well yeah just so good uh i watched the room on shutter not to be confused with tommy wiseau's the room in this movie a uh, husband and wife move into a house and there's a room that grants wishes and like any wish granting thing things don't go well gave that that was pretty good gave that a six out of ten um i watched a movie called eight aka soul collector on shutter um that wasn't bad i well gave it a six out of ten but it got docked a half star because they kill a goat uh yeah, I watched this one. I'm usually pretty I, sensitive to animal violence, but I actually really... I, I love that movie. Um, yeah. Uh, the character of Lazarus is really cool. Um, I, I was reading your review, David. I agree. Like The char the character was really cool. Um, watched one of the five likely nominations for Best Animated Film on Netflix, Over the Moon. Uh, I just thought, again, I thought that was kind of a decent, disposable kind of kids' entertainment. My my missus really liked it, though. She liked it even like better than I did. Um, watched The Relic, not The Relic, just called Relic, um, from 2020, and that was one of the best metaphor for dementia and Alzheimer's that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. and it was really powerful in its imagery. I yeah, it took me, a, it took me a little bit to actually understand what it was trying to say, uh, partly, partly because uh, I'm not quite as familiar, um, thankfully as some, because, uh, I mean, that, that's a horrible thing to go through. Uh, but, you know, upon reflection, it took me a minute, but I, I got around to figuring out what it was trying to say, and, and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is great, <laughs> Yeah, you know, type deal. Same, uh, yeah, it was, it was powerful. Uh, I watched She Dives Tomorrow, uh, which is, I gave that a 5 out of 10. 
there are pieces of it that I loved and pieces of it that I hated. It's a kind of a non-narrative experimental mm-hmm. film kind of thing. Um, it's about a woman who thinks that she's going to die tomorrow. Yeah. But then she tells people, and then that spread it spreads like a disease, and then the person she tells thinks they're going to die tomorrow, and then so on and so on. Um, I watched. I was Am so I wrong excited. in saying that that is the most overrated film of the year? Because that movie got promoted as like tens across the board, like when it first came out. And I'm like, oh man, I'm pumped. And then when it came out, I was like, yeah, this is good. I liked it. But where is this? You know, where is right. this upper tier with this movie? I'm like, it looks neat. It doesn't have a payoff at all. And I mean, sure, you could say that's part of the point. But if your point is to leave your audience wanting, not wanting more in a good reason, in a good way, but the fact that you came to a horror film and not giving much of a payoff at all, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Whatever. I totally agree. Uh, that I was so excited because I had forgotten about it entirely to see Edge of the Axe on Shutter. Mm. This is another one of those VHS boxes in the video store when I was a little boy that I would run past or be terrified of. And then I had forgotten about it entirely because I hadn't even like it had not even blipped on my radar for you know decades now. And then so soon as I saw that in the list on Shutter, I threw it on and watched it, and, I, and mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it a lot actually. I. I mean, you know, it's one of those movies that's like a 6 out of 10, like, I guess, production-wise or whatever, but, like, I, I actually really, really enjoyed it. I had mm-hmm. a good time with it. It's good. I, I have a funny story with that one where I'd gotten all the way up until the end, and then the <laughs> Maniac Mike had found a copy of it, and then it wouldn't work um, after that. So for years, it, and it's a hard movie to find. And then, then once Arrow released it, I picked it up like day one and I, I finished it because it had always bothered me. It's like, this movie's getting really good. I want to see see the end of it. So yeah, I recommend it. And then he did uh, another movie called Deadly Manor, which I actually think may be even a little bit better and a little bit more up your alley. And I'd recommend yeah. checking that one out too. I, I was looking at, I, I, that's the only movie of that director that I've seen now. So like I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And I've looked at some of his 60s and 70s films. And if they're available, I'm going to watch them because they sound crazy. Um, I loved in Edge of the Axe, like the early, that probably maybe, is that the earliest depiction of the internet? Maybe. It's, it's, <laughs> it looks weird. It, yeah. I, I, I wasn't around for that. So I looked at that and I'm like, man, <laughs> what the heck is that? Yeah. Well, in the movie 19, in 1995 called The Net with Sandra Bullock, they're in chat rooms and then like as they're working on the chat rooms you hear the different voices of the people as they type and so I thought that's how chat chat rooms worked and I was really disappointed the first time I got on one in about 96 probably and I was like oh they don't talk this is disappointing I gotta you know so but then like so I was I was dying when like you know as they were typing to each other like the computer was talking and I'm like that doesn't even have speakers hooked up to it Mm -hmm. so I, I had a great time with it. Uh, then winding down here, the last three yesterday, I saw Jurassic Park in the theaters. We have absolutely no new releases in theaters, any of our theaters this weekend. Um, but we got a bunch more old movies, and one of them was Jurassic Park, so uh, we went to that. And then I saw The Father, another uh, unintentional, within 24 to 48 hours of each other, watching another movie about dementia. Uh, another movie that hit home. 
Anthony Hopkins absolutely nailed it. Where'd you find this, by the way? The Father? Yeah. It was at, I saw it at the theater last oh, week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to see it really bad. <coughs> yeah. And then I ended the week last night late with not the best right before bedtime movie, but St. Maud. And I gave that, uh, both The Father and St. Maud, 8 out of 10. Jurassic Park's a 10 out of 10, obviously. But, um, yeah, St. Maud is a great character study on uh, religious fanaticism and mental illness. And The Father is a knockout performance by Anthony Hopkins. So it's, it's a pretty good week this week for me. How about you guys? Sweet. Maniac Mike, what have you been watching? Well, first I'll start off with uh, me and the wife finished Yellowstone Season 3. Uh, and a lot of people think it was a slow season, but I think it was personally the best season, especially when it came to the writing and the drama that was in the show. And then the way the season ended is it sucks, but I understand it ended on a huge cliffhanger. Uh, but now obviously you look forward to season four. Uh, so We've caught up currently to uh, all the seasons that are out. And I have to say, the show's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. If you can track that down, watch it on the Paramount Network. Uh, it is pretty good. Um, next, I will talk about, uh, which it ended up being on TV, but I couldn't watch it like that. I ended up just popping in my DVD of it. Uh, 2009, Quentin Tarantino, It's Inglorious Bastards. Um absolutely phenomenal movie um the writing is probably some of the best you'll see on film uh especially Christoph Waltz's character um it's there's a reason why this movie's taught in film school for how to write a villain um and of course Brad Pitt even though in a lot of scenes he plays this bumbling idiot um, you know, he, he does a great job acting in it as well. And the accent that he uses in the movie, uh, Tarantino told him to do that just because Tarantino said it was the worst accent he had ever heard and it made him laugh. So he's like, so I want you to do it for the rest of the movie. So that's what they did. Um, absolutely <laughs> phenomenal movie. That's awesome. Uh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it that they were messing around with accents and it made Tarantino laugh so hard that he made Brad Pitt do that for the rest of the movie. And that's why he talks like that. Awesome. Um, and then of course there's the hit, the historical aspect of it and how it messes with history is uh, very Tarantino, but uh, is also very awesome. So Inglorious bastards, it's a long movie and it's a lot of subtitles, so I know that's going to chase some people off, but it is phenomenal. Uh, 10 out of 10. Um, and then yesterday, um, I decided to jump on David's bandwagon and watch a bad movie, and that's 2011's Priest. Uh, I had never seen it. It was on TV, and... Like, I caught the very beginning of it, so I looked up a couple reviews on Letterboxd just to see it was even worth my time, and I had heard of it, and I remember it coming out, I just never watched it, and it said something about vampires on motorcycles, so I was like, alright, I'll 
this this is going to be real shitty, but I'm going to watch it. Uh, and yeah, it, it was crap. Um, the bad thing is, is it, it's kind of a cool idea. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of wasted it. This either needed to be darker and edgier and more hardcore, or this needed to be sillier. Yeah. Because it kind of rides that line of unintentionally silly and kind of dark and neo-noir in some... It doesn't jive well. It needed to choose one lane or the other. Um, and then also, it is outlandish. I mean, like I said, you did have vampires riding motorcycles. Um, and then you had the father character. Um or the, the, the priest character, and I, I don't know. This movie sucks. Um, <laughs> I give it a 2 out of 10. Uh, Paul Bettany's character is okay, but the writing for him sucked. He did the best he could, given the turd that he was given. So, uh, priest is an avoid. I don't give that that out too much but but priest is in a void don't don't waste your time on this one yeah um so that that's what i've been watching and uh been watching some anime but i haven't finished any of those yet so i won't speak about them just yet all right good deal now sounds like a good an interesting and uh list of films to say the least uh but some good stuff in there for sure um this week I haven't gone quite as crazy, still uh, managed to fit in plenty of films. Uh, thanks to Maniac Mike, I got around to watching the Lord of the Rings 4K set. Um, I just watched the theatrical versions for full disclosure, because um, I wanted to blast through them fairly quick, uh, but they look gorgeous, um, and, and they're a great story. Uh, we talked about it all last week, so I'm not getting into a review, but um, if you're a 4K collector, it's at least worth considering um buying the 4k set not for sure and then i watched tokyo gore police uh which is awesome mike have you seen this no not yet i have never been able to find a copy of it yeah this one's one to watch i think it's on amazon i have some high subscription or whatever for like three bucks um and it's on there uh well worth checking out i think you'd enjoy it because it's got the uh you know japanese splatter on it um, instead of, you know, more, uh, I mean, it edges on extreme quite a bit because of just how much gore is in this thing. Um, but it's definitely more in the splatter realm and, uh, I had a blast with it. Um, it's just so crazy. Um, I can't remember the title of the one crazy movie we both like a lot. Um, but it reminds me a lot of that. So what's um, tag? Yes. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of tag. It's, I mean, I would say this is gorier and a little bit higher quality, like, um, but it's very similar to the weirdness of that one. So, All right. So check it out for sure. Um, then I watched Frank Grillo starring in Boss Level on Hulu. It's pretty awesome that Frank Grillo is getting quite a bit of attention for this role. As frankly, I've always thought the dude's a bit of an underrated action star. Uh, I think he's one of the better ones out there right now. Um, and this one's fun. It's kind of does the Groundhog's Day concept, which I've kind of criticized recently as you can't seem to go you know, a month without getting another film in this type of genre, but uh, this one's fun, uh, much more action than most of them are, 
so that gives it a big bump so check that out for sure it's called boss level uh rewatched american guinea pig the song of solomon uh one that i need to slip mike's way sometime to really really haunt him forever um <laughs> this is an exorcism film um from the guinea pig series directed by unearthed uh, founder steven byro um he's done some interesting films um i think this is his best um a lot of people don't like so it depends on who you talk to the people that are really into the american guinea pig series sometimes don't like this one because it's less focused on a torture element as this really isn't a torture film this is a straight up exorcism movie and um which to me makes it my favorite out of the group because it's far less repetitive um it's just graphic um so think you know exorcist you think you've seen an exorcism go to the most extreme you haven't seen it and you haven't even seen close to it this thing gets disgusting um and it haunts me because um i think me and mike are on the same level on that um where we're we're um, both believers in the faith and the fact is that stephen byro went out and actually really went into this world and did a lot of research going into it i mean it's not 100 percent accurate but you're actually going to see some things and go that's kind of accurate so um that makes it even more haunting because he put in the extra effort yeah and uh it's it's great um you know if you're ever feeling like really testing your limits mike ask me about it i finally got the blu-ray of that i love that movie then i watched moxie on netflix i don't really have a whole lot to say i don't feel like i'm the audience for that um you know it's one of those teenage girl kind of you know rebellion type things i love the message i love the idea of it i have nothing bad to say i just wasn't all that interested in it um then i watched the wolf house la casa lobo i think on shutter watch this freaking film period um everyone in here needs to watch it if nothing else just to see the art style it's haunting it is really strange um, it's basically paper mache art in a stop motion the entire film. And it's a horror film with it. Um, and it is absolutely haunting and dreadful. Um, and they do a great job. It's beautiful, though, at the same time. The artwork is just superb. And you've never seen anything like it. It's um, a must-watch movie. Uh, watch The Block Island Sound on Netflix. Uh, solid film. has some. Reminds me of if you mix kind of The Bay. I don't know if you've seen that where... They go out and they're they're kind of researchers, kind of trying to figure out why this area in the bay has some weird stuff going on. Also a good film. Um, and then mix that with kind of the lighthouse, the kind of slow-burning atmosphere. And you've got the Block Island Sound on Netflix. A fairly rough title because you're not going to think this is a horror film, but it is. Uh, well worth watching. Uh, check it out for sure. Um, it's one to watch on Netflix. So... I watched Stay Out of the Attic, also known as Stay Out of the Effing Attic on <laughs> on Shudder. I wish they would just not have done that title because this is actually a fairly serious movie. And that title just makes it seem like, you know, that really edgy director trying to get people to watch their films <laughs> with cuss words in the title. They but would it really never is, do that. It, no joke. It, it, but it is, Shudder kind of, I guess, put their foot down, was like, no, it's stay out of the attic, that's it. Um, the story's actually about a group of ex-cons who go into a house, um, who um, do some stuff. Don't watch, don't look at the synopsis, because I don't want to spoil the twist. This, the twist is all over the synopsis of this thing. So just watch it. It's recommended. Um, deals with themes of racism um, and a lot of interesting things, kind of. The struggle of living the uh, ex-con life after getting out. 
uh, stuff like that. So check it out for sure. Watch the amazing film Excision. Um, this is such an underrated movie. Um, the comparisons to like Donnie Darko are there. I, I called it the uh, graphic version of Lady Bird um, through most of it. And then at the end, you feel bad for laughing at it. Like, this movie puts such a spin on, on it that you realize what the stakes of this movie are. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually a horrifying tale. Um, I don't want to spoil anything. 100% recommended. Excision is a great film from 2012. It was hyped up, and it's always kind of been this underground like hype piece for like more deep horror fans. Um, definitely check it out. It's graphic and unsettling. But in all the right ways. Like, I think it's very entertaining. You know, think, people called it Donnie Darko, but darker. So keep that tone throughout, like most of it. So um, it, it's really fun. And then I watched Atroz, or Atrocious. Um, another extreme film from Unearthed that I needed to get around to. Oh, boy. Uh, that one was rough. Don't watch it. I don't recommend anyone to watch it. Um, I will admit that it has a lot of technical merit. Um, and a deeply unsettling story, but I will not recommend anyone watch it because I don't want to be held accountable for scarring anyone for life. Uh, next up, I watched Southland Tales, um, which is directed by uh, Richard Kelly, who did do um, Donnie Darko. I kind of felt like watching it. Finally found a DVD copy of it. What a strange movie. Have either of you two seen this? I have not. <laughs> you nope. haven't seen it? Watch it. Seriously, if... I, I can't rec guarantee you're going to like it, but it's such a strange film. It's got everyone in it. I mean, the stars on this film, are the, the cast list is just absolutely a who's who of the two, early 2000s. Scott Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Sean William Scott, Sha uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Mandy Moore, Will Sasso, and it's even got uh, Justin Timberlake throughout the whole film. It's really weird. Um, and they pretty much gave... Uh, Kelly all the money he wanted and was like make a film with it and he went all out it's got it covers topics of politics of religion um, conspiracies uh, police like everything it just goes into everything and it sticks the landing somehow I don't know how he did it. he did the same thing with with uh, Donnie Darko where it's like you're like what is what is all this and it's not as effective as that don't get me wrong I wouldn't even put it on the same level because this is this is a little too ambitious for its own good, but it is worth watching uh, just to see it. And I could see why this got cult status. Um, well worth checking out. Finally got around to Rent-A-Pal. Um, this has um, Brian Landis Falcons and Will Wheaton. And um, Will Wheaton is kind of this uh, Rent-A-Pal. And uh, basically this guy who's taking care of his, uh, his mother, um, because that, that takes up most of his time, has um, limited access to the outside world um, because he's so invested in that um, and he's struggling to find people that relate to him uh, so he relates to somebody through a VHS tape called Rent-A-Pal and it's a great movie uh, don't want to spoil anything about it uh, just give this a watch trust me it's really good drama thriller slash horror film uh, finally got around to Sputnik um, Another one that was highly recommended from people for last year's horror. Uh, what a great film. Um, a Russian-type life mixed with uh, Arrival is what this reminded me of. And uh, definitely worth watching. Uh, check it out for sure. It's, it, it's a good film. 
And then last but not least, I watched Raya and the Last Dragon in the movie theater yesterday. And absolutely wonderful film. Um, I think it's just the right message we need to hear today. It's not really political. It's just talking. We need to bring ourselves together instead of further apart. And, uh, you know, because there's no reason that we can't do that. Um, fun for both kids both and adults. Um, and I loved it. I give it a 10 out of 10. Uh, this is one of the first Disney movies in a, in a while that I'm like, okay, they got something here. Like, um, I think, I mean, I liked a lot of the stuff they've been putting out, but to me, this one's, this one's it. Um, so I, I hope this one gets uh, seen as much as it should. It, it really is worth watching. Uh, so check out Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, not related to the Last Dragon with Bruce Leroy and Shonuff, but it does have the glow. So after all, there is there is room for two the Last Dragons after all. <laughs> so uh, that's it for me, and uh, we'll be right back after this short break uh, to talk about potential Oscar films. Welcome back to the Cast of Drift's Blood. This is one of your hosts, Dead Eye Dave, and we're going to be talking about uh, the 2020 awards season. So by the time you're hearing this tomorrow, uh, likely on the 3-15-2021, we will have the Oscar nominations list, uh, you know, bestowed upon us. Uh, We'll get to see what kind of films they've put on there. Definitely likely films we've somehow never even heard of will make the list. And uh, we'll be scrambling to try and watch those. I know me and, me and Jigsaw Jody have talked about that before. Where it's like, what's that? Uh, usually they're great, don't get me wrong. but uh, <laughs> So it's kind of neat, but always a surprise. Um, but basically what we're doing this time is actually highlighting some Academy Award type horror films uh, that we think might be nominated. And uh, thanks to Jigsaw Jody who's compiled this excellent list of... Uh, of nominees and uh yeah you always do great work at this kind of thing so thank um, you thank you agreed yeah it's incredible so we we do appreciate it uh so starting off is the film his house uh, nominated for 20 film or 20 awards and part of two academies or guilds uh so definitely quite a few awards um for a great film uh the baftas had actress uh Wanmi Masaku, uh, Best British Film, Outstanding Debut, Remy Weeks, and Rising Star, Sope Durasu. Uh, hopefully I didn't mess up anyone's name. Sounds uh, right. The Biffa Awards, uh, probably saying that worse than anyone's names, is Best Picture, Screenplay, Director, Remy Weeks, uh, Actor, Sope Durasu, uh, Actress, Wanmi uh, Masaku, uh, Visual Effects, Casting, Cinematography, Editing, Makeup and Hair Design, Music, Production Design Sound, Debut Screenwriter, Breakthrough Producer, and Douglas Hickox Award. Uh, so they very much liked this film, and for good reason, actually. Um, uh, so we'll go around the around the, the table and talk about what we think of this film and, and what it could be nominated for. Uh, for me, uh, as far as Oscars go, I actually think this has a shot at something. It's one of the better films, uh, horror films of the year. As far as Oscar contending stuff, I don't think it'll get anything personally, uh, so I think it'll get snubbed, but I do think it would fit in best screenplay, uh, probably some of the acting performances likely from the uh, leading lady, and production design for me. I think it's outstanding production design, maybe makeup and costuming. So, uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on this one? 
I think the best shot that it would have would be, in fact, production design. I think the leading actress category is pretty tight and pretty filled. Yeah. Um, however, if, if, if that would be the second most likely one. Um, the BAFTAs is basically the British Academy. It's the, kind of like our equivalent of the Oscars themselves. The BIFAs are is the British Independent Film Awards. It's the same as our Independent Spirit Awards. Cool. So, um, but just British. I, and but, and yeah. and are am I correct in thinking that that British films cannot be nominated for foreign films? Is that correct? Correct. Okay. They would just be in the okay. uh, normal categories. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, so that's kind of disappointing because it is technically a foreign film, but either either way, um, we it could have been Oscars, nominated for that. The Oscars call it foreign language film. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So it has to be okay. My bad. It can be a Brit. <laughs> it can be a British film, but it just has to be in a foreign language. Mm. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I, I must have gotten that mixed up. So. Oh no worries. It's a very confusing category because some of the uh, academies or guilds or award shows just count if it's a. A foreign film, it's a foreign film, whether it's in English, whether it's Australian or in, mm-hmm. in English or whatever. But the Oscars consider just that it has to be in the foreign language. Yeah, because I know Minari was, that was actually a bit of a stink over that one, was that it was considered a foreign film, um, and or a foreign language film, when in reality it's not much of one. Um, it's really not, no. So, um, but either way, uh, Maniac Mike, what do you think of his house uh, and any potential Oscars it might, might get? Um, I agree with the the production design, but I really hope it gets a nod for uh, best act best actress. Uh, the the leading lady in this movie did put on, in my opinion, one of the best performances of the year. Um, and her portrayal of that character hits pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So, uh. It's a good movie overall. I was actually slightly surprised that it uh, garnered as much attention as it did. Um, but the uh, the lead actress, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name because I will slaughter it. Uh, she did an amazing job. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree. I think she did a phenomenal job. I agree with Jody as far as Oscars go. They've kind of got, I, I think there's almost a set list unfortunately yeah. but I, I, yeah. I would love to see her nominated or Same. actually or actually the male lead too because I know that's less less contentious this year too um, but uh, we'll have to see on this one I think this one will get snubbed personally uh, but I would love to see it nominated for some of these categories It'd here's be, who she's up against she's up against Carrie Mulligan in Promising Young Woman Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Vanessa Kirby in Pieces of a Woman and Frances McDormand in Nomadland. Pieces of a Woman's going to get nominated, do you think? I think she's great in that film. I, I didn't like the movie. It's a problem with me. Um, but so I, I sometimes struggle struggle to do that with films, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, this is a great aspect of it, and it should probably get nominated, but I don't like the movie very much. <laughs> so, oh well. Well, a good example of that is Hillbilly Elegy, and I know you and I both liked it, but it's generally yeah. disliked for a film. Mm-hmm. But we can pretty much count on hair and makeup nominations and yeah. uh, Glenn Close. I'm pretty yeah, sure the name of, he'll get called tomorrow. Yeah, probably has it coming. 
So next up is a movie that I think all three of us love um, called Host. Um, it was nominated for three awards uh, for one Academy slash Guild. Um, and uh, now that I know how to pronounce it, I'll remember it. It's the Bifas. Uh, it was nominated for three Bifo Awards, Editing, Sound, and Breakthrough Producer. Um, all well-deserving because actually uh, I tried to look and come up with my predictions for categories it could go towards um and i don't think this one will, will make it um on nope. the oscars um but i think it should and it may get snubbed for editing and sound design for me i, I think i think that's where this movie would fit best uh, to get nominations so i think uh, and i like i said i didn't even notice what it was nominated for but until i looked over to the right um so i think those are well deserved uh, nominations from the bifas and good on them maybe we should make the bifo awards our our award show (laughs) (laughs) here's the problem it's going to be eligible for one category only and that would be live action short because it's not feature length apparently Uh, uh, like the bifas don't care about that which is awesome great yeah (laughs) but it's not going to be eligible for anything except live action short film yeah which that would be cool yeah no that would be great um i didn't even think of that I, i think it's pretty stupid uh personally but at least they're following a rule, which they're unlikely to do um, on any other case, unless it fits their fits their what they want to, to continue to get views. Um, and good on the directors of Host because yeah. they could have added five more minutes to that movie to make it eligible across the board. But yeah, I don't. I don't like, think they. Don't... I think they knew good and well that something like this probably would get snubbed anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so might as well just make it the best film that they can. So. Exactly. So good on them for that. And maybe they I, thought their chances were better at a live action short because it really is. There's usually very few. Um, if you put it in contention against the other live action shorts that I've seen in contention, 100% this is better than those. Um, so, But then you'll get the questions of how is this a short film. So I, I doubt it'll happen. But that would be great. I would love to see it nominated for anything. Go Academy Award nomination. Host. That'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, that, I that would the be. Short film. Go ahead, Mike. That that would be pretty cool for it to get pretty much anything, uh, and I do think it does deserve to at least be in the conversation, just because of how unique it is, and the kind of picture that it takes of society at that time. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think it would be a smart move. But no one ever accused him of being smart. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jody. Um, it's um, okay. No, I, I've just got some disdain for... Because you know, you know we all love horror. Obviously, we're sitting here taking a part of our Sunday. And uh, it's just frustrating how, how we're listing off these just absolutely phenomenal Oscar films of which most likely they're going to get snubbed come tomorrow. And it's always heartbreaking. Um, that our genre continues even though we're in the renaissance continues to be undermined so rebel (laughs) rebel against the system either way I'm rambling again Uh, next up is Invisible Man Um, this got nominated for two awards uh, from two different academies slash guilds Um, from the Independent Spirit Awards it was nominated for editing and the Critics' Choice Awards, uh, Visual Effects. And I'm already seeing snubs, even from the uh, 
from those awards. Um, to me, I think this movie is likely going to be snubbed. Um, I know I, I will actually have some ones that I do think will get nominated. Don't worry. Um, but I think this actually has, again, actress and lead potential. I won't go, get it. Uh, I'm just kind of talking about what I think it may deserve uh, in some way. Because usually they don't fill the amount of spots on those either, anyway. Um, and I also think visual effects snub uh, for sure for this one. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on Invisible Man? Yeah, I don't see it getting called tomorrow, but it would be awesome if it did. It was an early, it was one of the last really great, you know, pre-pandemic movies coming out like about a week or two before the lockdown and all the theaters closed. So it didn't get its full due and love anyways. So I would really love to see it get get something because I think Lee Whannell is incredible. Yes. And I'm looking forward to everything that he does. <laughs> yeah. He's got another one coming that looks awesome. Yeah. I just can't wait. Um, yeah, I agree. I think it'll get snubbed, uh, and that sucks. Also, also, it has the, the negative thing of it came out early in last year, so it's likely to be forgotten about by a lot of people, and that's just the unfortunate reality of these awards. Um, but it is what it is. Maniac Mike, uh, your thoughts on Invisible Man? Yeah, um, I could see it maybe getting visual effect, but it I don't I don't really see it getting anything. Uh, visual effects and our leading lady again does do a, a great job in this film. The the tension that she is able to bring and she can keep ramping it up. You know, mm -hmm. as the movie goes, it, uh, she did a really good job at that. But I don't, I don't think this movie has anything coming from the Academy. Yeah, I, I think I think Elizabeth Moss is is sure, certainly going to become a strong Oscar contender shortly. Um, so, a really great actress. So, uh, next up is La Llorona, and it was nominated for two nominations, uh, two Academy slash Guilds. Uh, the Golden Globes nominated it for Foreign Language Film, and the Critics' Choice Awards nominated it for Foreign Language Film. And this is one that I do actually think will get nominated, and I hope it does. And it would actually be high up on my list of films to get it. Um, best Foreign Language Film. Uh, I really do think this will get nominated. I know uh, Shudder's been promoting this hard. It was one of their, their big releases. Um, and I think it well deserves it. And I think the Academy will actually like it if they give it a chance. Um, it's more drama, uh, more a war drama um, about the atrocities of war and uh, things like that with some horror elements. I, I think this is a great film. And I also think it could have potential screenplay and acting nods, but I doubt it. Um, but I really do think that this one will get a Best Foreign Film, uh, Foreign Language Film Oscar nomination. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, what do you think about this one? I agree. This is the only one of the 11 that I haven't seen yet. However, I know that it made the long list of 15 films, and then it made the cut again to the short list of 10 films. So it has a 50% chance of getting nominated anyways, just by the math. Good. Uh, so, I, yeah, I do think, I do think it, this is going on my list of predictions for tomorrow that it will get called. Good. Uh, I, that would be great. Um, and, and before I, I, we take it over to Maniac Mike for his thoughts... Um, I want to clarify, this is not The Curse of La Llorona. This is a far better film. Uh, I like Curse of La Llorona, don't get me wrong, but this is a very different movie. Because I saw on, on Blade Disgusting, because this one's actually been promoted as the Oscar 
this this is the horror mm-hmm. film of the year that may get an Oscar. Um, so I want to clarify to the people that are confused that this is not the curse of La Llorona because people are like, that was an okay movie, but is this really being discussed as an Oscar contender? Obviously, they didn't read the the um, the article, you know, but. Still, uh, just just to clarify, there is a different La Llorona. It's a Shutter original, and if you don't know what it is, watch it. It's really good. So, uh, Maniac Mike, what do you think about La Llorona? Um, this is one of them I haven't seen, so I don't, I, I won't say too much about it. Uh, but it would be cool for it to get uh, foreign language film, uh, to get a horror film in there. So, I agree. I, I think this one's. Got one of the better shots. Um, I think there's another one coming up that I do think will get some award attentions as well. Um, but this is probably the best shot at being a nomination. So, And I think it might be the first time that a horror film would get nominated in this category ever. That's insane I'd... with how great foreign horror usually is. Because frankly, while America was away... The other um, the other countries have been playing, you know, because the early 2000s where I think, you know, horror was maybe at its all-time worst, kind of that 2006 range. Um, the Asian markets were blowing up with great cinema. Uh, the uh, Mexican markets were blowing up with great horror cinema. And uh, plenty of great foreign directors in general were making phenomenal films through that era. So that's, that's pretty wild. Um, but... It- and even if La Llorona does get a nomination, it's going to be up against another round and probably Minari. Yeah. So it probably doesn't have much of a hope of winning, but I do think the nomination is very cool. Yeah, no, it would be great to get a nominated. I agree. If you put it up against Minari, it isn't going to win or another round because, frankly, I would vote another round because um, that's actually one of the better movies of the year. And I wouldn't vote for Minari because it's not a foreign language film as far as I'm concerned. I don't think right. it fits that. I don't understand some of this stuff. Um, but it's a phenomenal film. It's actually my favorite of the year. So I hope it gets a lot of attention. But Oh, well. I mean, if it gets a, a nominated for one more award, then whatever. <laughs> I guess I guess that's a good thing. But is what it is. All right. Next up is Monster Hunter. Um so they got one nomination from one Academy slash Guild from the Visual Effects Society, uh, Visual Effects Simulations, in a live-action film. Um, I think there's an outside potential of this getting a Visual Effects nod. Um, I doubt it, pretty seriously. Um, but actually, it has some of the better CGI um, of a movie, especially of this kind, that I've seen in a while, so... Um, yeah, I, I liked it actually pretty well, and I think the visual effects were really good. Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm pretty confident that it could get get a nomination, but um, I wouldn't plant my flag on it mm-hmm. because it is up against uh, Tenant. I mean, Tenant is going to win, I think, no matter yeah. what. Um, yep. So really, the other four are moot. But um, there's visual effects in Greyhound, the uh, the Midnight Sky. I'm almost certain will be nominated as well. Mm-hmm. I just have to kind of go over the list before I make my final prediction. But I I think it it's in the possibility. Yeah, you're right but, because in reality there was a lot less of the big blockbusters. There wasn't the Marvel films. There wasn't that kind of thing. So as far as like just visual effects blockbusters, because that's usually where they nominate these types of things. This actually does have a better shot than I'd originally thought. 
Um, still, still doubtful, but it's it's possible, for sure. Uh, I appreciate that, um, Maniac Mike. What are your thoughts on this one? I I think it has an outside chance, but it's a very small chance. Um, maybe 15, 20 years ago, the Academy would have looked at this movie a little bit differently as far as visual mm-hmm. effects and stuff like that went. But uh, with the way they're moving now, I don't, I don't really think it has that big of a chance to get nominated. Visual effects is kind of the mainstream movie category now, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think this has a too big of a chance. I agree with Tenet will probably take this one home. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it'll win. I don't, I don't actually see a horror film winning just about yeah. anything this year, unfortunately. Um, but uh, as far as nominations go, I think it's a possibility, just not, not very likely. Um, so next up is Relic. Uh, great film. Uh, this had uh, one nomination and from one Academy and Guild. Uh, from the visual, or no, my bad, uh, the Gotham Awards uh, did this one, and it was nominated for Best Picture. Dang. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty wild. Um, uh, what a great film. And the funny thing about the Best Picture, I don't know all of their nominations that they normally go for. Um, I am familiar with the Gotham Awards. They're actually pretty cool. Um, I think, to me, this one actually, uh, I don't think it'll get nominated. I think it'll be snubbed. But production design and makeup and costuming, I think, will yep. uh, are deserving for this film. The production design, in my opinion, is actually better than his house in a okay. lot of ways. Um, and the makeup and costuming alone for the uh, for something that happens later on in the movie, again, is, is worth worth it alone uh, for that nomination. Again, I don't think it'll get nominated. Um, but I wish it would. This one has some production design coming for sure. So, uh, Jigsaw Jody, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, totally agree with everything that you said. Uh, Gotham Awards are the first ones to announce. So, the five best picture nominations were The Assistant, First Cow, Never Rarely, Sometimes Always, Nomad Land, and Relic. That's awesome. So, knowing that Relic was up against those other ones was totally awesome now since then it's dropped off the award season circuit entirely mm-hmm. and it did lose to nomadland which mm-hmm. i think we would all probably agree that that's fair but yeah it is uh, but uh yeah so i know we talked a little bit about it when we were going what the, what we were watching but that the metaphor the writing in that is incredible i yeah, mean it's I not agree. gonna get a screenplay nomination for sure but yeah it's just too bad yeah, I agree. That, that one's a good film. It was cool, though, to see it get nominated for something that high, though, uh, for sure. Uh, Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on this? I know you've seen this one, too. Uh, yeah, production design is where I thought this movie would shine, and it has an outside chance. Uh, it is kind of, whenever I, I read the list here almost a week ago when Jody sent it, I was surprised to see it get a Best Picture nominee, uh, which... It's fine with me. I mean, it deserves all the love that people can give it because the writing is great in it. Uh, we do have some more strong leading ladies in this movie. That's um, no, a good movie. Uh, I, I would hope that it would get something, but I don't think it will. That's fair, for sure. Uh, next up is Raw Dolls, The Witches. Uh, three nominations from one academy slash guild it's the visual effects society 
Uh, it's nominated for visual effects, animated character in a live action film, and visual effects model. And my thoughts on this one are hopefully nothing. Uh, <laughs> I did not. I, I did not like this movie at all. Um, but um, it is what it is. I don't see it getting anything. I don't actually. I think the visual effects were actually the worst part of this movie. Same. So to me, I doubt it'll get that. And that's the only thing that I could see it potentially getting nominated for. And I don't think the thing that it could get nominated for is any good. So I'm hoping it doesn't get anything. <laughs> so Jigsaw Jody, I heard you say same on this one. <laughs> I thought the visual effects were heinous in that movie. Yeah. I thought that they were unfinished. And I thought maybe that, especially for Robert Zemeckis. Mm-hmm. The fact that Robert Zemeckis would like release a film with those kind of visual effects blew my mind. Yeah, I um, agree. It does have some attention in th- other categories, two other categories as well, the hair and makeup and costume design. But, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't like this movie, so... <laughs> So I think I kind of like have that, what you were saying, like I can't just picture it being nominated for anything, but then I was especially floored that it actually got the nods for visual effects at the Visual Effects Society alongside like Tenet. Yeah, it's... Guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's... That one's a bit perplexing. It's not I'll, exactly I'll on the same level there. Yeah, it's kind of like if, you know, a coffee award society went and took like Best Choice Coffee and nominated it. And you're like... Yeah, it's it's there. <laughs> it's it, it's coffee. I mean, if you're wanting to nominate something for having it, then sure. But oh <laughs> uh, well, either way. Ah, mm. uh, gosh. Next up is one of the ones that I do actually think will get quite a bit of attention and potential options is Saint Maud. Um, Twenty nominations from two different academies and guilds. The BAFTAs uh, nominated it for Best British Film, Outstanding Debut from uh, Rose Glass, and Rising Star, Morfid Clark. And the BIFAs nominated it for Best Picture, Screenplay, Director, Actress, uh, Supporting Actress, Jennifer Ale, uh, Visual Effects, Music, Casting, Cinematography, Costume Design, Editing, Makeup and Hair Design, Production Design, Sound, Debut, Screenwriter, Breakthrough Producer, and the Douglas Hickocks Award. So the Bifas, to say the least, this is this is uh, gotta get some awards uh, from them. Uh, what a film! Uh, it's not my favorite of the year, but as far as Oscar contending type movies, I could actually see it. Um, it has um, sort of messages that would fit in their typical themes that they uh, like to explore. Um, I think it's a very good film. On top of that. And actually has a lot of technical award uh, potential that it could have. Uh, my notes on this one are hoping it gets attention. Uh, lead actress, again, probably not going to get it, but it could. Uh, score, cinematography, editing, and overall technical awards, like sound design, sound uh, editing, those types of things that they throw in movies that they don't know what to nominate it for generally. They just throw movies in there. Um, and uh, I hope it gets something uh, of a nomination come tomorrow. And I, I think it'll get something. I really do. I'm just not exactly sure where it'll fit in the grand scheme scheme of things. Hopefully cinematography. Because as Mike actually brought up in the uh, in what we've been watching, man, there's some memorable images that, that won't leave my head. So For sure. Uh, Jigsaw Jody, uh, what do you think about this one's chances? 
Well, having it be so fresh in my mind, uh, I think a lot of them are deserving. I don't think this will get nominated for anything. Um, part of the problem is not even the film itself, but the the way it was released, basically. Yeah. Um, it came out in theaters all around the world except the United States last October. Yeah. yeah. And then we got it on Epics, which I had to pay for twice because the it, I, it's, Epics is by far the least user-friendly customer service streamer out there and i <laughs> do not recommend them whatsoever i subscribed through them through google and i downloaded the app on my tv and there's like epics and epics now and i subscribed to the wrong one so oh i couldn't goodness. stream it to my tv they said please enjoy it on your mobile device no i'm not going to sit and watch saint Maud on my cell phone <laughs> So then I had to subscribe through it through Amazon. So then I said, well, screw it. I'm just going to rent it on Amazon. And then you can't rent it on Amazon. You can't rent it anywhere because I would just do that and be done with it. But you have to – I had to do a, a mm -hmm. subscribe to Epics through Amazon to be able to watch it on my TV. Yeah, that's like, this is Yeah, so like I can see a lot of voters being irritated with this. So unless they not. did – Unless I hope did. that because you can't hold the film against that. Yeah, I mean they no, will. I know Don't that. get it wrong, but but yeah, I hear you. But yeah, you know, for for the vote, you know, they hopefully they did a really good job sending out screeners and, and ahead of time. Yeah. Um, but so I think I think a lot of those issues with the it's it's not the film's fault. It doesn't make it any less yeah. worthy. I just think the the lack of ease of being able to screen the film and see the film could hurt its potential. Yeah, that's fair. I, I think that's a good point. I don't usually think of it in that way. Um, I usually assume that most of them get screeners, but uh, you're right. I mean, I think there's plenty that probably wouldn't, uh, may need to get find it, and then it's kind of hard to find. So, um, I agree. That's that's unfortunate, for sure. Uh, Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts on St. Maud and its potential award attention? Honestly, this one's a toss-up on if it's going to get anything. Uh, like nominated for anything. Um, I don't, if it does get nominated, I, I think it would either be for, again, lead actress, because she's phenomenal. Um, I would even say it's a dark horse for cinematography, because um, it does, there's a lot of skill and attention to detail involved. Yeah, for sure. Uh, with the way this movie looks. Uh, I don't think it'll get that, but it would be a dark horse pick uh, for that. Yeah, that's that's um, the one I think it's most likely going to get. Actually, I think it could or, or editing, but I agree. And then uh, uh, editing would be another good one. Uh, sound design uh, and you know some of those like that, it could maybe get a uh, a nomination for. I just don't think it's going to win. Um, and I do agree with Jody that this movie is a little bit tough to watch. Um, I had to go through some roundabout ways to, to see it. Um, <laughs> but I finally did get it watched. And I also think some of the content of this film may keep it out of true contention. Uh, although this film's not, it's not, 
I wouldn't say it's extreme or anything like that, but it is disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, where the movie eventually goes, I don't think the Academy is going to really want to uh, advertise that. You know what I mean? Maybe. I, I um, think it's potential. I think this will get if this gets attention. I can see what you're saying that evangelicals would really get mad because they're 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 great about not watching a movie and then judging it for the content it's at because the trailer yeah. makes this look a lot more blasphemous than it really is. Yeah, it's um, really not. No, it's it's not. That, that was that was surprising because when I wa- when I saw the trailer for this, I'm like, I'm ready to get offended <laughs> <laughs> by this one, um, and it really wasn't offensive at all in that level. Um, but I, I could see what you're saying. That's a great point. I didn't think of that either. Um, like evangelicals, if this movie gets nominated, they watch the trailer and there's all sorts of a campaign. But that could also be a good thing that they want because they like to be controversial sometimes. Sometimes. Um, so it could, that could work potentially in its favor. So who knows? I'm the preacher's kid, so I wasn't offended. It's, it's good. It's yeah, good. I, 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 I agree. No, I, I agree. It's just, I mean, to me... Uh, you know, I don't get the offensiveness of a lot of the films that, that church groups have found offensive. You know, like, keep in mind, we're talking about a group that got ticked off about the Da Vinci Code. And obviously, they never watched the movie to figure out if it was offensive or not. But, you know, we're not talk- talking about a group of film watchers usually. So I've actually talked to some pretty devout Catholics about the Da Vinci Code and, like, those films. And uh, to certain... Uh, sex of catholicism uh that move those movies they yeah they truly despise those you are correct yeah uh just because the light that it paints the the catholic church in um so yeah i mean even my grandparents were offended at it that was one of those that like we just wouldn't talk about that movie it was weird Um, i think they're good mystery movies my part uh personally I, i do too i do too but either way saint maude good film i hope it gets nominated this is let me let me double check if I'm correct in this. This is actually my favorite movie that's been nominated um, out of these. So, um, so yeah, I, I really do hope Saint Maud gets some attention. Uh, really good film. Uh, next up is She Dies Tomorrow. Uh, one nomination, one Academy and Guild. It's the Independent Spirit Awards for cinematography. I couldn't agree more. That that it deserves. Um, my uh, thoughts on that are. It could potentially get screenplay. Um, now, I don't like it all that much, but this one got some serious critical hype in its original run. And I think it could get some visual effect and uh, cinematography attention, especially. Because it, it is a gorgeously shot film. Um, I just, I was underwhelmed of, of its story, of any, if anything else. So, uh, Jigsaw Jody, I, I know you, you covered it, but do you think this one has an outside shot to get some Oscar attention? Uh, not at all. Okay. There's <laughs> too many There's too many other better shot films for cinematography. You have your, you know, Nomadland, you have your Minari, you have your um, Tenet, again. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I loved the colors of it and things like that. I mean... It's not for an independent film. It definitely is a is a pretty cool shot for the film for an independent film. Yeah, yeah, I, I see it uh, for sure. I um, I think I liked it maybe a little bit more than you did, um, but 
We'll see. I, I doubt. I doubt we'll see it come tomorrow, though. But but it's up against you know, Mank, Trial of the Chicago Seven, News of the World, No Man Land, Minari. Those to me, I would, and it's probably my bias of bright colors and stuff like that. But to me, I think that's shot better than quite a few of those. Like I would, I would take the cinematography here over Trial of Chicago Seven easily. Um, some of some of those types of films. Um, I, I'm not saying you're wrong. You're, you're probably right. You know more about this stuff than I do. But if it were just me personally nominating it, I, I think it would actually be one I would at least consider. Um, so I, that's that's my opinion, though. Uh, right on. So, Maniac Mike, what are your thoughts about She Dies Tomorrow? I have no thoughts. I haven't seen the movie, and I don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah, We've seen it, and we don't know much about it. <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're in a whole lot to deduce. When when you this is the greatest spoiler of all when you read the synopsis of the film of of the movies about people that begin to be convinced that the world's gonna die, that they're just gonna die tomorrow. That's Fair it. Enough. And then they spread it to other people. And there isn't much of a payoff uh, to that concept, uh, because it's actually a great concept. And I found it to be pretty good through a lot of it, but um, it just didn't really pay off to me. I think that's the point. Don't get me wrong. I understand full well the point of the film, but sometimes intentions aren't good. Uh, <laughs> but either way, um, yeah, I doubt, I doubt we'll see it come tomorrow. Uh, Swallow is another one um, that's on here. Got two, two nominations, two Academies and Guilds uh, for the Gotham Awards director Carlo Mirabella Davis and ASC Awards Cinematography in the Independent Film. I don't disagree with those uh, at all. Uh, my thoughts on it are doubtful, uh, but writing and acting potential. Um, either way, uh, I don't think it'll get either of those, but I want to put at least some thoughts of, of some outside chances they can we can see. Because eventually I'll, a dart will get thrown and it'll land. Uh, so i got to get one of my predictions correct. <laughs> but uh, either way, yeah, I doubt it. So, uh, Jody, what are your thoughts on that one? Uh, I think the best shot it would have is for actress. Um, Probably. Just the you know the way I thought she gave a fantastic performance. Just the way she would like look at objects. Mm -hmm. I agree. And it's kind of a good companion piece to Butt Boy. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> to Butt Boy. Oh my gosh. All right, I heard you I, right. I was one. I was like, did he just say that? I did. <laughs> It's just—it's the same. You got two two protagonists who stare at objects, and you know what they're about to do to them, and just they go in opposite ends. Yeah, it's it's pretty All awesome. Right. So that's I, I, awesome. I, <laughs> you'll need Butt Boy to go second though, because you'll need some like like Swallow so dark in a yeah. lot of ways. You'll need that like a little bit of like uh, relief. Not that boy, Butt Boy's kind of dark in and of itself too, but. Yeah. It is very dark. Uh, Jody, I will say, uh, since you recommended this film, The Legend of Butt Boy is growing. Uh, I recommended it to a couple guys at work that I know like some weird stuff. And now like half a dozen people have watched that movie at work. People that I didn't even talk to about the movie walk up to me and they're like, what did you recommend? I'm like, I, I didn't recommend that to you what are you talking about oh well so and so told me that you told them to watch it and they told me to watch it and I'm like well did you like it he's like I, I don't even know what to say about that movie I'm like oh so you did like it yeah no joke but, yeah, <laughs> that legend is growing excellent 
So this is like our own she dies tomorrow. Like I'm going to die tomorrow. Like it's, but it's growing like butt boy. Yes. It's growing yes. like butt boy. We're spreading it around. That's, that's something. We are spreading the word of the butt. That's right. Either way, Underwater is up next. (laughs) Um, We've got one nomination, one Academy and Guild, uh, from the Visual Effects Society for compositing. And the fact that this got less nominations than Raw Dolls the Witches for visual effects is uh, depressing. Uh, But either way, maybe visual effects for me. Actually, this was... uh, I love this movie. Um, You know, I just... Uh, in comparison to the visual effects of a lot of films, I don't think it'll have it coming. But I, and and plus the development hell of this movie, but um, it'd be neat to see it get visual effects. I think it looks nice, so uh, good stuff for sure. Jody, Mike, any thoughts on this one? I could see production design. Oh yeah, I, I, lo- yeah, I like true. a lot of the water underwater sets in the actual water and then in the bases. Like, I thought they did a really great job of setting that world of being really claustrophobic. Mm-hmm. Can, there could have been no monsters at all in that movie. Just like, you know, the, the being up against the time of like, you know, leaks and flooding and things like that, and having to get out of there. That could be a tense survival movie in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then you have monsters. Cool. Yeah. So. Not going to disagree with that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Mike? Uh, this is another one that I haven't seen. I don't know much about it, so. You should watch this one. You're going to like this one, actually. Yeah. I sure. will defer to your guys' judgment. Yeah, I would like to see it get some visual or even production design nods. I think it deserves it. Um, I just have a feeling it probably won't. Um, so uh, that wraps up the ones that are listed. I did write out a couple of likely snubs, um, and I'll go around the horn of anything that you guys um, maybe think should be deserving. Uh, for me, I said likely to get snubbed. Possessor, uh, visuals and score uh, for me. Uh you know, I, I think that's one of the best movies of the year, if not the best. Um, doubtful it'll get attention because of its rating and the content, um, but phenomenal film either way. Um, Sputnik uh, was one that I actually think could and should have been nominated and gotten more attention. Um, it was dubbed, from my knowledge, because it's actually a Russian film, um, and so it, I think very well this could have been a contender for foreign language film, uh, for sure. And uh, I think it's in some ways better than uh, La Llorona, actually. Um, And then visual effects. I think it would have an outside shot. Um, I doubt it very seriously. Uh, Obviously, it's not been nominated up here. Um, And expecting the Academy to do a whole lot of outside research is a long-lost trait. Uh, But we can only hope. Uh, Next up is The Lodge. Uh, acting and set design uh, for me I think could easily get something like that or cinematography again it won't uh, but it should Um, and Gretel and Hansel for me uh, production design uh, for sure and cinematography I think I would put the cinematography and production design in Gretel and Hansel against just about anything you listed off for cinematography contenders and uh, I'll sit there on that table with the sign in front of it and say convince me otherwise um (laughs) On that one, that one, that one would be the one I would, the hill I would stand on. I would, I would totally take that. So either way, any any potential snubs for either one of you on this on Absolutely. the Oscars? Yep, I have a list. So you covered some of mine, but yeah, first of one is Annabellum. Yeah, and I thought that had some phenomenal costume design. I agree with that. Uh, I agree as well. 
Let's see, and we have also, you said the, the Lodge and um, Gretel and Hansel. Those were both two of mine as well. Mm -hmm. um, Possessor, definitely. Oh my gosh, Possessor is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I just know, I know the Oscars and I know they won't do anything with that one. Because um, if, if uh, David Cronenberg had to fight as hard as he did um, to get his movies where they were then yeah i have no doubt brandon cronenberg's in for he's got his work cut out for him too i i was almost getting ready to say that is if possessor was directed by a different person i could almost see an outside shot of it getting thrown something but since the cronenberg name is attached to it and just the reputation that that has I think they're going to stay away from it just because of that. Yeah, and like Jody said, I didn't even think of that, but there's a lot of validity. I do think that putting possess a movie like Possessor, it is a strong NC-17. Yeah. Um, not only in just gore, but there's a lot of nudity, um, full frontal in this film. I, I have a feeling they're going to stay away from it because they don't want, you know, critics watching this one getting you know offended or whatever because well, that is by by, by lands are a, a film challenging its viewers <laughs> um I, I read there's some controversy to this movie and there's some uh large very rich companies that actually don't like this movie because the way it, it portrays uh yeah. <laughs> big tech yeah. no i'm serious there oh, are I actually there are some of these bigger companies that are lobbying against this film mm -hmm. because I think it may hit a little close to home. Oh, it definitely throws shots. Um, I, um, I see, see where you're coming from. I didn't know so, that, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I won't name names, but I will say a very large company that starts with A uh, apparently does not like this film. <laughs> That's what I was wondering if it was that. Yes. <laughs> I figured. Um, there's been no nothing. Obviously, they haven't put a press release out or anything like that. But once you really... Because I, I dug into they're this just, movie. They're because, just going to hope it goes away. And yeah. probably never put it on Prime for people to watch or something like that. Some, some I, petty stuff like that. But yes, if they bring more like, attention to it, they're going to actually get p more people to watch it. So they yeah. know good and well that's not what, what they want to do. I just found the film so interesting. Like I, I dove into the weeds on this movie mm -hmm. because there's so much to unpack here. And then, you know, this person's tweeting that out and this person's tweeting that out. And I'm like, oh, man, there's a lot of people here, you know, talking about this. And mm -hmm. I was like, some a lot of times where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And in this case... I do truly believe that there's probably some some collusion here about trying to maybe keep this movie down. Maybe because I honestly this is every bit an Oscar caliber type movie. Agreed. Um, but and actually explores some themes that they would probably be interested in on a nor normally. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I lo I love doing these podcasts because we all think of something different to, to add to these. Um, it's awesome. You guys are great. Um, you know, any other snub potential yep. films sorry oh, yeah. we, we probably took way off on, on your original point sorry no worries uh there was a movie called cadaver that was mm -hmm. phenomenal for production design um 
it's on Netflix. It was part of their Netflix and Chills lineup back in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love and Monsters for some visual effects. I think the visual effects and monsters in that were better than anything in The Witches. Yep. Oh, 100%. Uh, I, I would I would nominate that for a lot, actually. Cinematography, just whatever it can get. Yep. Throw Love some and Monsters the dartboard. is amazing. Yep. Love it. And I think that's it for me. But, yeah, because we covered... Uh, you covered all the rest of them, so yeah. Let's uh, let's lobby uh, again. Uh, just because I think it actually has an outside shot of getting it, let's let's do that. Let's let's put our flag on Sputnik. Uh, if nothing else, it has a great name. <laughs> so uh, we're lobbying for Sputnik. It needs foreign film, and we're gonna get really mad if you don't nominate it, Academy. So <laughs> that's that's all that we're gonna we're not gonna do anything else because you know we're not jerks but we'll get really pissed off uh, if you don't nominate sputnik for foreign film david you get pissed Let's off get at mad the now. academy it's every not... year oh yeah dude like as much as much attention as i get on letterbox you know i would never get you know even if my audience continued to grow um i would never get invited to the oscars because i've dissed them so many times like they would they would listen to one of these and be like, yeah, no. <laughs> you threatened to crap in my floor. Yeah, I did. And you were pulling your pants down. Yeah, I did. I did do that. Um, I, I, I'll full well admit. Uh, Over yeah. Leo winning an Oscar. Thankfully, he, he won. So, he did. you know, Leo finally got his Oscar, and my floor didn't have Dookie in it. Yeah. That, I've, uh, I've been a known detractor of uh, some of this stuff, but. Oh well, what I will say though is that Jody definitely deserves uh, to be uh, in the contention, and he never says anything bad about the Academy. So um, I, I recommend Jigsaw Jody very highly, um, and he in no way is attached to my opinions on the Academy Awards. Sorry, Jody. I think you've been crossed off that list for voting due to your I think so. Uh, your associations. Oh, I'm sorry, Jody. It's okay. <laughs> it's the cost. Of, it's the cost of, <laughs> of uh, talking to me for too long. <laughs> I'm a bad influence. I'm sorry. It's okay. The Bifas welcome me with open arms. No, oh, dude. Uh, seriously. Bifas, if you're listening, or BAFTAs, or anything. Any of those. I'd even do the independent ones. You guys make some stupid decisions still. But, um, you know, we got different opinions. That's okay. Um, I would love to, to be... Um, in there and I will take it very seriously and I will not say you guys make stupid decisions if I made it on there so, uh, so. either way I'm rambling I do, I do <laughs> have bad news for you though Dave what's that Sputnik is, did not even make the long list let alone the short list so we can be we can preemptively we don't even have to wait till tomorrow we can just be angry right now we're pissed right you're now you're kidding yeah. come on man Sputnik <sighs> That movie's good. Um, I'm serious. It, it really does deserve foreign film. I, I, I just don't think they saw it. Um, but no, it, that sucks. I, I'm mad. Yep, I'm, we're leaving on a sour note. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, in all seriousness, this has been a great episode. I, I love talking about this type of stuff and, and theorizing. Um, but tomorrow uh, will be where, where the chips fall down, man. We'll see um, exactly where these movies land. And uh, likely in the shredder from the uh, the Academy Awards. So, um, if I had to guess, but we could only hope, right? We only hold out hope. So, either way, we got anything we want to add before we close out the show? 
Thanks for yep. listening. Okay. Thanks, no, we're, uh, we appreciate you guys uh, for listening and sticking around this long, and uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Enjoy your time. And that concludes our show. We hope you've really enjoyed it. If you did, don't forget to leave us a review. Find us on Facebook. But one of the most powerful ways that we can expand our audience and the show is for you to tell your friends about us. You know, if they love movies and you love movies, hopefully they love our podcast too. So we would love to hear uh, you spreading the word of our show to all of your friends. And uh, tell them about our community. If they have any questions about movies, we could save them some money on some of the bad ones and tell them what uh, maybe they should watch. Uh, But either way, until next time, we hope to see you all again.